0: On Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on your radio. Erev, Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Balak, Pegim. We are finally caught up this week with Eretz Yisrael. We're now leaning the same thing. We're leaning two Parshas. They're just leaning Balak. But from now on, there is once again Achtos, unity in Klein So where we're all leaning exactly the same thing every single Shabbos, Mets for many, many months to, to, uh, to come the only challenge of course we face is the double Parsha there's so much to, to speak about so we're going to try to do a little of everything so let's start with a little bit of analysis of Balak in our second Parsha the King Balak afraid of the fact that the Jews are on his doorstep, sends messengers to Bilam, the great sorcerer and, and master of witchcraft, to come and curse the Jewish nations. And he sends middle-level level officers and Bilam, after consulting with Hashem, tells them al Balak he says to the servants of Balak am uh, if balak will give me an entire household of silver and golds i am not able i cannot transgress the word of akadishporoh now rashi notes that by speaking of a household of gold and silver, implying that if he could transgress the word of Hashem, he would accept no less. Bilam showed his true colours. He was arrogant and greedy, obsessed with furthering his immoral lifestyle. One of the well known Mishnais in Prikayovas addresses the deficient character traits of Bilam HaRasha, as opposed to those of Avram Avinu. The thought of comparing the two is ludicrous, since Bilam was and remains a symbol of greed and moral profligacy, and the actions of Avram, Avram Avinu, the father of our nation, concerning the area of chesed and loving kindness, earned him the great title, one of many, of amut He was the pillar of, of kindness. Chazal detailed three areas of character in which they differed from one another. First is a good eye, one who believes man's inherent goodness. And views everything and everyone through a positive lens. Second is a ruach Nemucha, a humble spirit. A person controls his strivings and passions of his mind and heart, so that he never strays from the path of Hashem. Third is a nefesh shvela, a a uh, under undemanding Nishama does not show anger, even when it might be permitted, shows consideration and respect for all men, disregarding his own honor completely. Bilaam and his followers present a total contrast to Avram. The evil eye that was so much a part of Bilaam's character was manifest with his skeptical, negative, belittling, a manner through which he viewed people. No one could guide him because he knew it all. Such an attitude eventually turns against Hashem. His egotistical mindset, his holy spirit, caused him to want more. Hence, he was the consummate Russia. And of course, if we ever want to really turn the tide and to become... The 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 uh, the Am Nivchar, right? So we want to become that Mameches Koyanim, the Guy If you want to acquire Torah, if you want to do our heavenly um, goal of becoming a Mameches the Guy a kingdom of priests and a holy nation, in order to accomplish this monumental goal, it's critical that we become. Craftsmen who are skilled in those vital character traits upon which a Mamlechus koyanim can be built. Priority number one to become such a person is Midoy Stavos, character traits that are refined and inspire others as well. No anger, no arrogance, no envy, and certainly not hatred, just to mention a few. Unless one harnesses his midas, he will never become a a a, a proper proper example of of this memlechus right? kainim. Right prior to becoming a, a a a craftsman of Taya, priority number one is expunging whatever deficiencies we have in the area of of midas, so that we are able to make the kind of impression, to become the kind of people and they harness the inherent good that is within us so that we will become true ambassadors of Torah. This is 101.9 one Chai FM, the program of Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with much, much more. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb only on 101.9 high FM. This is salt to salt. Back on your radio, air of Shabbos Kodesh, Pashas Chukas Balak Taf Shin Pe Gimel. The last Shabbos before the beginning of the three-week morning period, we're about to begin this week. Shavas of Tammuz, the fast of the seventeenth of Tammuz, will take place. Be'ezr Hashem on Thursday. Habol Le'niyotayva, which is which is coming. I wanted to spend this week discussing something we don't often get to discuss. You know, in Pasha Shukas we read about almost in passing, the death of Miriam Hanaviam, Miriam the sister of, of Moshe Rabbeinu and it all it told us that she died uh, and she was buried and then there was no water for the Jewish nation and that precipitated the whole story which is one of the main Uh, 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 features of Pashas Kukas and that is the whole incident of May Meriva where Moshe Rabbeinu seemingly disobeyed a explicit command of Hashem to speak to a rock and he hit the rock which in itself is a discussion that could cover many many radio shows but let's focus let's shine a spotlight perhaps for a few minutes on Miriam Hanavia one of the seven female prophetesses that was made available to to the Jewish nation, as the Gemara says in in Meseches Megillah on, on Yuvdalil, there were seven prominent prophetesses, I'm never quite sure how to pronounce that word, uh, that stood up for the Jewish nation, Sarah was one, Sarah, Abram's wife, Miriam, Devorah, Devorah the judge, Hannah, who was the mother of Shmuel and Avi, Avigail, Chulda, and Esther. Those are the seven, uh, 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 that we know about. And on the pasuk in, in that says, in, in Vav, it says, May because Hashem took you out from the land of Mitzrayim, from the house of bondage. He, uh, he redeemed you. And I sent before you as Miriam, as Aaron, and Miriam. I sent as your leaders, Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam. And Rashi brings there, quoting the, the Targum. Moisha Aaron, and It it says that the Targum Jonathan says, Moisha la Alfom Mesoides Dinin. Moisha was given to them to teach them halachas. Aaron le Kapara al Amah. Aaron was there to get kapara. Atonement for all of our veristak, the karbonas, the avoda that the Kainim do in the base brings us kapara. And Miriam laura lenasi. The purpose of Miriam was to be the leader and the teacher for the women of of klaiso, and that was her main job in the in the desert. You know when when klaiso went to war. Against Amalek. So Moisha Benu stood there and davened and wanted that there should be three people together when they were davening. And therefore, he took with him Aaron and he took Khor, who was the son of Miriam to the top of, of the hill. And the question is, why did he take specifically Khor, Miriam's son? Why didn't he take, let's say, for example, Nord of Aaron's Great sons. So the Ma'rau brings down there in, in Gurari and Pasha B'shalach, because Khur was the son of Miriam, and in this chus of Moshe Aaron and Miriam together they'd be able to be victorious over the over the enemy. Because they were the three what he calls the Roy Yisrael. they were the three shepherds of the Jewish nation. And therefore he chose Khur. Because he had the schus of his mother Miriam to join him as the triumvirate to do the tefillah that Kaisal should win that, that war. Right? Now, this Miriam had many, many, many great, great merits. Right? But her whole life looked like uh, they, they were like a very difficult, Looks like so she had a very, very difficult life. The Medish reveals to us, the Psiktodav Kana, that the reason why her name was Miriam comes from the word miriros, bitterness, because that straight away, when she was born, began the servitude, began the subjugation of the Jewish nation, the hard labor, the slavery, and the bitter existence in Mitzrayim. In fact, the major says, Amor Avtanchum, Amor says, the main enslavement of the Jewish nation lahaya it was only eighty six years miriam from the time that miriam was born began the absolutely bitter bitter servitude why and why is she called miriam so it says Rav Yitzchak loshen maror. it's a loshen of bitterness. Uh, as we say, by they bittered their lives with the hard work, with, with mortar and, and bricks. Not only was Miriam's birth the trigger for the beginning of Chaisal's suffering, but she herself was born a sickly girl. As the Gemara, in fact, in Saita, in Rashi, brings down that when it says, uh, a ureus. It calls her, and why was that that's referring to miriam and i want to ask why was her name called uriose because it says her her face looked like uh, uh uh hangings in other words that she didn't have uh, she didn't have a a, a reddish uh, a healthy complexion at all but because she was so sick she was kind of a, a green In 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 uh, 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 complexion, like like hangings that have not yet been been colored. She never. She was she was a sickly girl, and the Gemara adds on over there and and says that she was also another name that Miriam was given was Azuva, abandoned. And why was she called that? Why was she called Azuva? Because. She was uh, uh, abandoned at the beginning of of her life. In other words, everyone thought that uh, she was going to uh, not be worth marrying. No one actually wanted to to, to marry of her because she was such a sickly person. No one thought they'd be able to have a proper proper life with her. Says says Rashi, and you know, because of her illness, so uh, she remained. A, 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 a bacheloress, she remained, uh, alone, she remained abandoned, and, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, down, downtrodden, and how how could you imagine such a, a difficult, difficult life? The daughter of Amram, the leader of Yisrael, no one wants to marry her, right? As many of the, of the, of the young boys claimed, that because of her, of her illness, they couldn't marry her. Some that maybe she just has a bad kind of muzzle because straight away when she was born began the, the terrible terrible shivarim of time. So therefore she was not a very attractive uh, marriage partner to anyone. It took more than 50 years of pain and suffering so Kalev Ben Yufuna, the great Tzaddik, finally decided <coughs> to take her as a wife, only with Shem Shemaim. He did it completely and totally for the name of Hashem. As in fact, the Gemara says in Saita, Yud uh, Yudbez, right? Ula ashkor Avi This guy called it, the Gemara calls Ashkar, the father of Taqwa, he had two wives, Khal and Nara. Now, one says, who was this guy, Ashkar? His name, real name was Kalev. Why was he called Ashkar? Because he blackened his face in, in fast that he accepted upon himself many, many fasts that he should be saved from the plans of the meraglim, and remember, we met Kalev two weeks ago as one of the spies that Moish Rabbeinu sent to Eretz with the other with the other uh, 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 meraglim, and he doubted and fasted and fasted that Hashem should save him, that he shouldn't be sort of pulled in, he shouldn't be sucked into the plans and and, and designs of these evil of these evil spies. That's why he was called black. He became black because of holy the thoughts. Why was he called Avi? So it says, because he became he became to her to Miriam like like a, a father, and he, he 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 healed her, and 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 he fed her, and gave her whatever a sick person needs. Says says Rashi. And what's tokoya that he did it all? He planted his heart completely to do everything that he did lishem shemayim only for Hashem's name. And at the end, kole v'zoicha that Miriam became healthy and on the contrary, she became actually a very, very beautiful woman. We're going to continue with this uh, a story after the break. This is 101.9 High FM. The program is Soul to Soul. Well, come, please come back with us. There's so much more to talk about. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9, One Point Nine FM. This is Salt to Sol. back on your radio. Erav Shabbos Kodesh. Pashas Chukas Shin Gimel. We are talking about the life of Miriam Hanavia, and we just spoke before the break about her husband Kalev, who, with great self sacrifice, decided to take her on as a, as a wife, and did everything he could to care for her. Remember, we said she was a sickly woman. And, and Kalev nursed her, and Kalev took care of her, and at the end, he was Zayche, that she first of all, was fully healed, and became, quite a beautiful woman, in fact, as the Gemara, continues there, the Gemara says, that this man Kalev, it says actually, he had two wives, right, what does that mean, so Gemara says, no, that Miriam became, like two women, Chalah, the naira. It doesn't mean that there were actually two wives, says the Gemara. But Mitzkila originally Khala. Originally Miriam was a sickly woman, ul nara, and later on she became a. She was healed, and she became like a a, a like a beautiful young young girl. Says says Rashi, right? <coughs> Who are children? So it says, <coughs> Soras the tsar, the esnan, right? She had these children that are called these interesting names, and the word says, tsaras, shenase, tsara, le that she became a rival to all of her friends, tsachar, that her friend, her face became mamish like the sun in the afternoon, and esnan, that anyone who saw her would, uh, would, uh, Be so jealous that they would go and bring gifts to their own, to their own wives. That was the transformation of Miriam from this sickly young girl that she was, who had the bad mazel of having the Shibur and Mitzrayim begin with her birth, became this dominant woman, a beautiful young, young, young woman. And that's the end of the Gemara. Now, this all happened in spite of the fact that she was ill and in spite of the fact that she was abandoned and no one wanted <clears throat> to marry her. That's what stood at her, at her sides, right? And, and, and gave her the ability to stand up to Paro, this cruel uh, king who was killing uh, Jewish babies every morning and every evening, right? Uh, uh, for him. The blood of 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 a Jew was was hefker. He could do whatever he wanted. And Miriam, she revealed the most incredible, incredible compassion, and she continued to help the the Jews give birth and 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 to look after the babies of Kli against the will of Paro. Right? Uh, 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 Miriam used to supply them with 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 water and 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 with foods. Right, and that's what she taught, Klaiesel. She was, she instructed Klaiesel in Yiras Hashem and fear of But Tirena these two midwives, right, uh, Yochved and Miriam, taught the people Yiras Yiras Hashem. It says that Paro said to them. Aparo uh, said to the two Jewish women wives, "Asher Shema Achas Shifra." One was called Shifra; that was uh, that was your The Shema Shein is poor, and the second was poor. That was Miriam. And Rashi brings what Shifra? That's your because Shema Shaperes She did everything she could to improve the situation, the health, the the uh, the conditions. For the child, and Pua is Miriam. Why? So Miriam Hashem shapua um da beres She would coo, she would talk, she would calm down the, the children like like women like women do. And they you, know, you speak softly, you speak uh, uh, in, in a gentle kind of way, and it calms the baby on, right? Puah usually is, is Lashna of sack of, of of crying of crying out, right? That's one medrash. There's another medish, which brings another explanation for the name Pua. What's Pua? Shayu satina kishayu oimrim That whenever there was a child who was born sickly or critically ill and it looked like he might die, Miriam used to go and daven. For that, for that child, and and try to have an influence on him that Akharish Baruch Hu should save that child from 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 passing away. Again, Miriam, with her great emunah Hashem, even when a child was born and it looked like there was no hope that this child would live, but she would daven from the bottom of her of her heart and beg Akharish Baruch Hu that this child should should live. In addition to that, in spite of the fact that the only support she had was her father Amram, when Amram divorced his wife because of the terrible, terrible decree of, of Paro, so she didn't agree. And with her tremendous emuna and her pure emuna, she turned to her father and she said to him, Abba, <coughs> Abba by divorcing Ima you're making a worse decree than Paro did. Para only made a decree against the male babies. for by divorcing your wife, you made a decree that not only will there not be any boys born, no girls will be born either. Para, right? Para was, was only making a gazera to rob children of their lives in Olamazer. And you're making a gazera that no one can get into Olamazer or into Olamabah. Para is a Russia, and he's Gezerah Male. Maybe people won't listen to him, and uh, maybe, yeah, maybe they will. But you're a tzaddik, and what, and you're the God Lador, and you're Gezerah. Everyone's gonna listen to what you do. Amram listened to her, stood up, and remarried. His wife, Yocheved, and therefore everyone else also stood up and remarried, remarried their wives because of the advice of this little, little girl. And with this tremendous, real, and strong amuna, she used, she used to say Nevuah, she said prophecy. As the Mar says in Megillah, then Miriam uh, was, uh, was saying Nevuah, and she was saying, in the future, my mother is going to be born to a son, who's going to deliver and save the Yidden from the Nimetrium. And when Moshe was born, so the Quran says, the whole house was full of light. Her father stood up with and kissed her on her head and said to her, Yuhunavua has been, has been fulfilled. And even when it sounds like everything was going wrong, right, and, and it looks like she, she made a mistake, and Moshe was thrown into the Nile River to death, she never gave up hope. And she continued to believe. It says, when they took Moshe Abenu and threw him in the Nile River, you tried to save him from the Egyptian overseers. Her father got up and smacked her on the head. What's happening to the world? What's happening to this great leader of the So that you said is going to be born? And that's what it says. <speaking in Hebrew> Miriam stood at a distance. <speaking in Hebrew> to find out what's going to happen to my Shabbat. In other words, what's going to be the end of her of her Nevoah? Says the al It says, Really? It should say, uh, <speaking in Hebrew> What's going to be with the lad? But, a chazal say, more in Saita, brings it, that before Moisha Ben was born, we know that Miriam had this nevuah, and she said to her, to her parents, that there's this, is, this, this is gonna be this child that's going to save Klai So. And when he was put in the yard, right, and her father smacked her on the head and said to her, where's your nevuah? Right? There's no doubt that she was still strong. In, in in the Amuna of her Navua. And therefore, that's what the post says. says She knew for one hundred percent certain that a nace was going to happen. But she just didn't know what that miracle was going to be. How HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to save Moshe's life. But she was absolutely confident that it was going to happen. And that's what it says, In other words, what's going to be the miracle that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do, says the al And the Medrash brings down in in It in says, and then we'll be saying on Friday night in, in Esh She she girded herself with strength, her hips. Says the Mahdi, this is Dogmat Miriam. She kaidim before again the whole story before Mesha was born, she gave this this navua, and and uh, her father uh, 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 smacked her and said, Where's navua?" And she was absolutely adamant. She made an effort to ensure that the Levu was going to happen. As it said, she stood there to see what was going to to happen. Now as Miriam was a great Chokhmah and a great Emuna, right, Uh, she changed all of history. The, The messages for for here and for all generations, never Give up hope. It doesn't make a difference what it seems to be the external situation. Am Yisrael, right, doesn't need to ever think that they are being controlled by the normal uh, way of life. It doesn't make a difference who is threatening, who's on the verge of destroying us. We have to try with every condition and every possibility we have to continue to exist later came to the great miracle of saving Kaiser at the Yamsuf, Miriam takes the drums in her hand she led the entire Jewish nation of women in song, in dance in music, Miriam was the one that she took the drum and she went to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the nace of Kriyas Yamsuf and she brought after all the other women to thank and praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the amazing nisim and, and miracles that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had done, had done with him. Where did she have her drum from? It wasn't exactly uh, uh, time and or energy within the uh, existence of the Jewish nation in, in in Egypt to start creating musical instruments. Chazara in the Mechilta of Rabbi Yishmael in Pashas Pishalach that because of their great emuna they knew that they were going to be redeemed. They worried. To, to, uh, to create for themselves and procure for themselves before they went out the, 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 the instruments they would need, the taif that, that she would, that she would play. How did, they, how did they have drums and, and, and instruments in the midbar? It says that Sadikim, these Sadiqim, they were muftachim, the yodim, they were guaranteed, they knew for sure that Akarishbaq was going to do to them nisim and, and all kinds of, 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 of miracles. And they knew there was going to come a time. Where they were going to leave Mitzrayim. And therefore they prepared for themselves. What they would need at that, at that time. It's amazing amazing thing. But when they told the Jewish nation. That they were about to leave uh, 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 Mitzrayim. So she said to herself for sure. When we leave, I'm gonna need these drums to thank Hakadosh Baruch for the things that Hashem did for us, and that's what it says. Vatikach Miriam anavua, aches she took it in hand and brought all the women and 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 danced. It says uh, 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 Miriam chose the drum, and the women chose the two pim the other instruments. The taif, we know that a drum is. Is is round and a circle. When we, when Gidon dance, it's also round. What's the union of of a circle to show us the galgalchayzvah? The whole world is is a is a roller coaster it goes around and around. And history repeats itself. Says the says the Gemara. And even if now there's difficulty, there's pain, there's challenges like Miriam's life was in the beginning of her life. Right, where there was there was bitterness, there were, there was subjugation for the entire Kai and it was personal suffering for her. Now, Hakadosh Baruch Hu has changed the whole situation. Now her her horn is 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 being raised, and she was zayche to marry the great tzaddik Kalev and to be zayche to a ben tzaddik like Hur Therefore. Never lose the hope. You always believe in the Ba'ri'o'inam that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to, is going to, to save us. And now let's come and try to explain why was Kaiso Zeiche, that in the merit of, of Miriam to the this Be'er this incredible source of water, as the Gemara in Tainus on Davte says, there were three great leaders that stood up for Klai Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam, and three great gifts, that were given through them, right, the Be'er, the well, the Ananim, the surrounded by the clouds of glory, and the Mon, the Be'er, the well of water, came in the merit of Miriam, the clouds came in the zuchus of Aaron, and Mon came in the zuchus of Moshe Benu. when Miriam died, the, Source of water went away, as it says by Thomas from Miriam, and then it says v'lo There was no water, right? As a, by the way, as, as a rem as the Chasam Seifer uh, says in in his Joshus, it says we say haoyfri hatsur agam mayim. You take those four words, the last letters yud, resh, mem, and mem. You get the words Miriam, that this bear was in the skhus of, of, Mary, of Miriam. And it says, Chalomish Lemaynoi So the last letters are shin, uh, uh love, and men, which is, a uh, uh, right? That's, and that's after, even after Miriam died and the well went away, it came back in the skhus of, of, of Moshe. And first will want to explain what was this chus of Miriam that through her, was so, like to get water, who got, got this well. So Abinu Bachiah brings down that she had this chus of the water from what she did for Moshe Abenu. Since it says, Vatei she stood far away to find out what was going on, and the Medrish also brings down that because she said Shira uh, uh, after the crossing of the sea as it says vatan Lahem miryam shiru l'ashem right and by by the in this week's pasha it says oz by sa right? Moshe Obenu also sang a song of water right and even in, in the uh, Imre Yoshe he says the kavani is that since they says ali be'er Enu La, because of Miriam, in the skhus of Miriam, the water came, because of her protection of Amoy Shabenu by the water, and her singing of the Shira by Chris Yamson, she was Zoycha, to be the, the, the conduit that would bring water for Cly, for Klaiso. If what we're saying is, is relevant, then perhaps we can say that the, uh, when we, uh, say the words, afkidruchi. In, right? in your hands, we say in Adon In your hands, I, I leave my neshama, which of course is is the the, the, the emuna. I I have total and complete trust in you and in, in this chus, in the emuna of of Miriam, that she was this little child, this little sickly child, from from her youth to her to her old age right she always believed and, and and trusted in the salvation of the burial aim that's what brought the yeshua for all of kaiser and in her in her spouse we drank water for 40 for 40 uh, 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 years in fact our shlomo kluga asks how could the jews in the midbar have used the well and, and the man. We have many Gemara's that say that one should not rely and one should not use things which were produced by a miracle. And, and if one does, it, it kind of, uh, places a debit on all of one's merits. How could they rely on these things? And the answer is that Miriam Hanaviyah, because of her great Emunah and Hashem and her an Hashem, she had such an influence on all of Kleistro to believe and to know as a fact that for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's no difference between n- nature, so-called, and a miracle. There's no difference between water that comes from the ground or water that comes from a rock. There's no difference between bread that grows in the ground or bread that comes down from Shemayim. And through this tremendous emuna. We can rely on the miracles and it doesn't cost. It doesn't take away from our our merits. This is 101.9 high FM. The program is Soul to Soul. We'll be back in a moment with our Hilchos Shabbos slot. Stay with us. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb only on 101.9 high FM. 21.9, Chai FM, this is Soul to Soul, back on your radio, Erev Shabbos Pashas Kukas Shin Gimel, as we get ready for our Hilchas Shabbos slot at this time on a Friday afternoon. And a warm thank you to all of you for joining us this week, as I hope you were inspired if you were with us for the previous segments. Hope you were inspired by our discussion about Miriam Hanavia. If you just joined us, well, let's try at least to inspire each other in terms of some Shabbos. But before we do that, as we always do at this point at the show, just to talk about the important details we need to know ahead of time for this Shabbos. So this afternoon, the earliest time for lighting your Shabbos candles will be at 421. 421 will be the earliest time you can get those lights on and you know, I'm gonna say let's do it. Let's try as much as we can to get Shabbos in as early as we can because every moment that you can sort of glean of the Kedusha, of the holiness, of the warmth, of the beauty, of the fragrance, of the eminence of, of Shabbos is, is, is to be cherished, is to be looked forward to, is to be grabbed. With both both hands, so if we can get the house ready, if we can get ourselves bathed, if we can get all the food hot, or whatever we're doing to get food hot in this wonderful load shedding environment that we're in, still, and 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 uh, we are grateful. We are so grateful that for the last two weeks, thank God, it's been easier, it's been lighter, and we have to think about, we have to be conscious of the fact that this is not Eskom, this is all Baruch Hu, and Baruch Hu has made it a little bit easier for us, we have to be thankful, we have to be grateful to Hashem, to making our lives a bit more manageable over the last couple of weeks. So whatever you, however you're gonna get your food hot, Let's do it as early as possible so we can, if at all possible, light our candles anytime after 4.21. The latest time for Lich Benching tonight will be at 5.09, 5.09, I'm already moving, marching already away from the earliest, 5.09 is the latest time to light light candles and please remember that that needs to be our deadline, we cannot really rely on the time after that that really is only as I always say it's injury time that's for serious serious situations where one needs to perhaps Go beyond the normal time for lighting candle. but That's not to be relied on. Lechatkilla. It's not to be relied on as extra time to do what you need to do by five or nine. The house should be ready. The candle should be lit. The car should be locked. And we should be either in shul or, if we're going to be at home, we're going to walk to shul. Uh, uh, everything. Every Shabbat should be already in our in our lives, in our minds, in our in our consciousness from that from that time. Shki is at five twenty-seven. That's the absolute latest time for any any uh, <clears throat> emergency, and therefore, if one wants to already daven Mayrev at night and not to have to repeat the Krishna, five forty-five, quarter to six already, you can daven Mayrev tonight and then come home and and uh, spend some time with the family, have a beautiful, beautiful sunda, uh, with some zmiras, with some divrei with some talking about. The wonderful, miraculous things that happened to us this week will be so, we will zeicha we to see the hand of our shaman our lives, because everyone, it happens to us all the time, every single day. There are things that if we stop and actually think about them, we will see openly the hand of, of our karishporah who manipulating and, and, managing and micromanaging every detail of, of our entire, of our entire lives. So 545 is, is, is uh, so 545 is already night to be able to stop in Myrif. Tomorrow morning, as <clears> Hashem, <throat> we have a quite a long laning. Pashas hukas uh, and Balak, a double, a double pasha, as we said, to catch up with with uh with Eretz Yisrael. So we do seven Aliyas divided between the two the two pashas. The Aftarah, as usual, is the after of the second pasha, the Aftarah of pashas Balak, which reminds us. Of the great miracles that Hashem did in saving us from the terrible, terrible power and evil of of Bilam's of Bilam's curses. And, uh, that's the, that's the after We are, as I said, this is the last Shabbos before the beginning of the three week morning period that begins already on Wednesday night with the beginning of the three weeks. Thursday, of course, is a fast, is a fast day, the 17th of, of Thomas. It's our shortest fast day because we're still in winter mode. So the fast probably starts, uh, uh, even after half past five and, and probably is over by about quarter to quarter to six, so it's maybe just missed kind of lunch. Uh it's not not a long, not a long fast at all. So Pasha's yeah. So Balak The day continues. To, uh Hashem. tomorrow we're going to be learning the fifth peric of of Perkay Perkayavas, number five, um, which actually talks what of the Mishnahist day is about the distinction between Avram Avinu, the Talmudim of Avram Avinu and Talmidim of Quite appropriate for the, for the, uh, for the Shabbos. And Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at 6.01. 01, already past 6 o'clock. 6.01 is the end of, of Shabbos and we go into another beautiful, beautiful, busy, busy week of, of good activities, of Torah learning, of some people might be going on holiday, uh, uh, and, and we, we look forward to, to, uh, to that. Okay, we are learning the halachas of of Hatmana, Hatmana means that you're in a situation where, since it's also to set to Hasram to light a fire on on Shabbos, so there's a problem of how to keep food warm, uh, food that was cooked before before Shabbos. How do we keep it warm? So today, of course, we have electric uh, plates. We have we have a a hot tray, so to speak, that uh, solves. This this problem. However, in the time of Chazal, it was much much more difficult to preserve the heat of food. Today, of course, we have the problem again with our with our load shedding. So sometimes, at the key times, as Shabbos is about to start, we may be in a situation where we don't have electricity at that uh, at that time. So how are we going to keep if we want to have that piping hot soup for for Friday night supper? How are we going to do it? So one way was to place the pot with the cooked food in it, either on a stove or in uh, an oven, as we discussed before. And the second was <coughs> to wrap up the pot in in some wool or something else that preserves uh, heat to keep the, its heat so that it will remain, remain hot. Now, the problem is that these both these uh, 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 possibilities... Come together with various isurim, various prohibitions of, of Shabbos. And, and Chazal have made very strict limitations in terms of the laws of Hatmana. One of the problems is on Erev Shabbos. And the second one is on Shabbos. The one is that you should, you're not allowed even before Shabbos, to wrap something up in such a way that the heat is going to become in more intense than it was than it was before. Now we said this is is prohibited, even if I'm wrapping it before Shabbos. And the second problem is that I'm not allowed to wrap on Shabbos hot foods even in something where it's just going to preserve the heat that it has and not add any additional heat, that's also forbidden on on Shabbos. Let's clarify a little bit more. We know that there are some various kinds of of material which are able to create a more intense kind of heat. Let's say for example, the Gemara tells us the 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 byproducts of of uh of olives or or straw those kind of things if they're put together with the food they could actually make it even more hot than than it it was and and chazal were very worried that if a person is going to wrap his food up on even on Er shabbos in those type of materials that actually have the ability to increase the level of, of heat. So what's gonna happen is people will make a mistake and they'll think, oh, you can you can do that and they'll end up on Arab Shabas wrapping up their food with actual coals. And of course, and and then afterwards on Shabas they will come, God forbid, to extinguishing. Those coals, which is a mamish and isadoylisa, because of the prohibition of alighting and extinguishing, and therefore Chazal forbade to wrap your food up even before Shabbos with any kind of a material that would add to the level of of, uh, of of heat. Okay, we're going to come back with some final comments. In a moment it's one point nine High FM, the program is soul to soul, and this is, without a doubt, the greatest Jewish radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. What the salt soap back on your radio? We are discussing wrapping up food. So we said to wrap it before Shabbos in any kind of material <clears throat> that could actually intensify the heat is absolutely forbidden. To wrap things in materials that are not gonna add to the heat, but they just guard and, and keep the heat that it already has. Let's say to wrap it in, in blankets or in in, in towels or, or things like that that you're allowed to do on condition that it's done before shabbos begins on shabbos chazal forbade us to wrap up of cooked food a hot cooked food even in those materials that will not add heat why because chazal were worried that if you're going to allow people to wrap things on Shabbos, so then there will be people that would first wrap up the food on a fire, and then, uh, and chasra by doing that violate the prohibition of, of, uh, of cooking and lighting a fire on, on Shabbos. Now, a pot that you, you wrapped up on Erev Shabbos in something that's not going to add heat, so then, you would be allowed even to add on and to and to improve the insulation right uh, uh with more you could put more blankets if you want, or you could swap the blankets that are that are wrapping it and if the blanket that covered the the pot sort of fell away by itself, you'd be allowed to put it back on because since uh the pot was already wrapped up from before Shabbos, there's no prohibition to improve that level of, of gardening or that level of, of insulation even on on Shabbos, right? You'd be allowed to, let's say, fill up on Shabbos a a, a thermos, a, a flask with, with hot water, and that's not considered uh, atmana on Shabbos because by by putting the hot thing into the into the uh uh the thermos that's not considered hot water and you'd be allowed let's say to t- put into a uh, uh uh a pot right of of uh of the let the, the, say the hot the hot water a a packet let let's say with some rice in it or some other foods right which you don't we want to mix together with the other the other foods because uh there's no there's no prohibition on on insulating one food within another another food this is a little bit we're going to talk more about what uh what about doing hatmana on let's say on a platter or or on the slow cooker the great story of the slow cooker that will please god we'll discuss next week but now our time really is up and all that's really left for me at this moment is to, first of all to express our chorus. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for taking the opportunity to turn on your radio, or device, etc., whatever it might be, to tune in to Chai FM, on a generally on a regular basis, to listen to all the Soul to Soul programs, which are all magnificent, and particularly to be part of our program today. I'm very, very grateful to have you all uh, uh, together with me. I hope you learned something. I hope you were inspired I certainly was and all that's left me at this moment is to again just wish each and every member of our radio family a beautiful Shabbos a beautiful Gebenz the Shabbos with, with, with some heat and some inspiration and some warmth and some good friends and some good Torah and Be'ez Hashem it should just be a good gebench the Shabbos but thanks and bye to all of you